Hey everybody, it's Dan Dan, and today we are going to dive into a study of tradition number four. Tradition number four is not a long tradition, and in some ways it doesn't, you know, it seems sort of obscure or obvious. We started off tradition one talking about our common welfare and unity, and in tradition number two, we learned a little bit about how God expresses himself out to us in our group conscience. In tradition number three, we learn that there are absolutely no rules whatsoever. You get to declare yourself an AA member all by yourself. So we get to tradition four, and it's going to actually talk about governance, autonomy, self-governance. And when we think about self-governance, we wonder, how, how does that really relate to, say, the fourth step, for instance? And it seems like they don't really match. You know, one's about autonomy. Each group should be autonomous. The other one's kind of like you, but uh, this is, I think, the parallel here. Personal responsibility. That each group governs itself and each individual governs itself. And in the fourth tradition, we're going to look at why that's important. We're going to look at why they decided this. And in the fourth step, we're looking at why it's so difficult to do personally. So as we think about it, Let's think about it in terms of that personal responsibility. That's how the fourth tradition comes out in our life. So you could say uh, each AA member, it governs themselves as autonomous, except in matters that affect their family, their friends, their job, and their AA group as a whole. And in those cases, you might want to carry some questions out to your sponsor, your group, your mentors, your clergy, or whoever it is that you trust to help you make decisions. So let's dive on in. Tradition number four, pull out that dusty 12 Steps and 12 Traditions book and let's get started. It says, it starts off like everything else with the tradition itself, right? So it says, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. And like we just talked about, autonomy, that word just means self-governing. So each group should make its own set of circumstances. Autonomy is a $10 word, but in relation to us, it means very simply that every AA group can manage its affairs exactly as it pleases. Now, that's not universally true, except when AA as a whole is threatened. Comes now the same question raised in tradition one, right? With all the ideas of the first three traditions, what would there be to self-govern? It sounds like it's basically a chaotic, anarchic place, right? There's no rules. There's no nothing. That's not entirely true. Isn't such liberty foolishly dangerous? Remember that question? Over the years, every conceivable deviation from our 12 steps and traditions has been tried. That hasn't let up even yet. There's still all sorts of things floating around in AA rooms. I know I've had the thoughts myself about how it should be different about who should be allowed in, about what the group ought to do. Should we set up the chairs a certain way? What brand of coffee are we buying? Do we get the free donuts or do we need to buy our own donuts? Do we not have donuts? You know, all sorts of little nuanced things go on all the time. And we really have never given up the reinventing of it. And I think that potential is in all of us, especially our newcomers. Over the years, every conceivable deviation from our 12 steps and traditions has been tried. This was sure to be, since we are so largely a band of what? Ego-driven individualists? What? 
children of chaos, we have defiantly played with every brand of fire, only to emerge unharmed and, naturally, we think, wiser. These very deviations created a vast process of trial and error, which, under the grace of God, has brought us to where we stand today. They've already tried these things, so odds are pretty good that whatever you think would make it better, however you think the program should change, however you think your group ought to behave, act, govern, or whatever, odds are pretty good that this has been visited already, probably even in your own group. You never know. Goes on. When AA's traditions were first published in 1946, we had become sure that an AA group could stand almost any amount of battering. We saw that the group, exactly like the individual, must eventually, eventually, not automatically, not because they were governed or made to, but through the process of trial and error, they will eventually conform to whatever tested principles would guarantee survival. We had discovered that there was perfect safety, perfect safety in the process of trial and error. I love that. I love that. Just go for it, you know, make changes. Ask yourself this question. Does it work or not? And I think that's really the governing idea. I get tangled up all the time and whether I like something or not, whether I think it's good or bad, true or false, all my opinion, right? But there's another question and does it achieve an objective? Do we make a change to achieve an objective and it worked or it didn't? Trial and error. So confident of this, we've become that, our, that the original statement of AA tradition carries this significant sentence. Any two or three alcoholics gathered together for sobriety may call themselves an AA group provided that, as a group, they have no other affiliation. This meant, of course, that we had been given the courage to declare each AA group an individual entity, strictly relying on its own conscience as a guide to action. Group conscience, God through us. In charting this enormous expanse of freedom, we found it necessary to post only two storm signals. Here are your red flags. Here are your warnings. A group ought not do anything which would greatly injure AA as a whole, nor ought it affiliate itself with anything or anybody else. That's really easy. So we don't get to rewrite the steps and we don't get to have our own version of the big book and we don't have our own version of the traditions and the 12 concepts and all this stuff. We're going to stick to those. Those things affect AA as a whole. But whether or not we buy decaf coffee doesn't make any difference. Just decide that for yourselves and, and things of that nature, right? Where are you going to meet? What are the meeting times? Are you going to give out chips or marbles or matchboxes or candles or calendars? I've seen all those things. You know, none of those things matter. Do what you want. Are you going to read this or not read that? You're going to read no prayers. You're going to read only prayers. It promises it doesn't make any difference. That's each individual group decides that. But the core material, even though you get a great deal of leeway, this core material, that stays the same. And by changing it, there's a thought that we would greatly injure AA. So we go on. There would be real danger should we commence to call some groups wet or dry, still others Republican or communist, and yet others Catholic or Protestant. The AA group would have to stick to its course or be hopelessly lost. Whew. So none of those labels play here. And, and really no labels play here other than I'm Dan and I'm an alcoholic. 
and that's that. The A group would have to stick to its course or be hopelessly lost, it says. So it's really vital that we maintain this allowance, this sense of freedom, this sense of empowerment that we get to govern our own group. Sobriety had to be its sole objective. In all other respects, there was perfect freedom of will and action. So that sobriety part, the program of action called Alcoholics Anonymous must remain intact. Outside of that, have at it. Every group had the right to be wrong. And that's just something to think about. It doesn't mean wrong in the sense that they were patently wrong or objectively wrong. It means that I might not like it, right? So I look into the group and I see what's going on and I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's right, wrong, true, false, good, bad, you know, whatever. It doesn't make any difference. I have no compulsion or need to express that other than in the business meeting, if I so choose. And I have no need to enforce my will upon the group and make it happen or turn into a governor, right? Especially if I'm a trusted servant. I'm really here to serve. I'm not here to govern. My goal is to help the others get what they want, not so much me get what I want. Hmm. When AA was still young, lots of eager groups were forming. And, and here's the great thing. In a town called, we'll call Middleton, a real Cracker Jack had started up. The townspeople were as hot as firecrackers about it. Stargazing, the elders dreamed of innovations. They figured the town needed a great big alcoholic center, a kind of pilot plant AA groups could duplicate everywhere. We all want AA to go to everybody and solve every problem, right? Beginning on the ground floor, there would be a club. Ah, seems reasonable. In the second story, they would sober up drunks and hand them currency. Give a drunk money? That doesn't seem like a good idea. Hand them currency for their back debts. What? <laughs> the third deck would house an educational project. Quite non-controversial, of course. In imagination, the gleaming center was to go up several stories more, but three would do for a start. This would all take a lot of money. Other people's money. Other people's money. O-P-M. Believe it or not, wealthy townsfolk bought the idea. So they're going to do this thing, right? A bunch of AAs get together and they get the grandiosity rolling. And we're going to make this bigger, better, faster. We're going to reach everybody on planet Earth. The evangelical mind frame gets in there. We're going to get out there and do this thing, right? We're going to make it great. We're going to make it perfect. And we're going to use the AA name to draw everybody in. Doesn't sound good. Didn't work out. Let's read about it. Of course, there was a promoter in the deal, a super promoter who was super optimistic. By his eloquence, he allied all fears. Despite advice, wait a second here. Despite advice from the foundation, our general service office today, that it could issue no charter, it was not going to say you can call yourself an AA meeting, and that the ventures which mixed an AA group with medication and education had come to sticky ends elsewhere. So they're warned. Here is a group that sees everybody, right? And they've got information saying, well, you know, we really haven't seen this work out. And, you know, we're not too keen on doing these kind of things. And we don't, we definitely don't want the AA name affiliated with it. Even so, they're going to go forward, right? But of course. To make things safer, the promoter organized three corporations and naturally became president of all of them. Freshly painted, the new center shone. So we've gotten the money. We had the big idea. We've talked everybody into it. We've been told not to do it. Been told not to do it. 
by the very organization we wish, we wish to improve. Been told not to do it by the organization we wish to improve. We've gone for it anyway, and man, we're feeling good about it. You ready? Freshly painted, the new center shone. The warmth of it all spread through the town. Soon things began to hum to ensure foolproof, continuous operation. 61 rules and regulations were applied. 61. 61 rules. I don't know why 61, but that's where they ended up. Here's one of the things you'll learn in life, that when you create a rule, rules beckon other rules. So when, whenever one rule is created, there will be two or three or four to try to force compliance with that rule, right? And then those rules get two or three or four. The, the dilution of the intent is pretty dramatic over time. Simple is always better, always better. And rules complicate simple things. So you take something like an alcoholic addict type mindset and you apply 61 rules. I don't know about you. I may have read one and a half when I was presented with this. And when I read them, I'll tell you how I typically think I'm reading them on how they are wrong and why I'm not going to do them. Hmm. 61 rules and regulations were adopted. The great thing is we're going to get to rule number 62. But alas, this bright scene was not long in darkening. It didn't hang in there too long. Confusion replaced serenity as egos and position and all these different things came into play. It was found that some drunks yearned for education, but doubted if they were alcoholics. I'd like to learn that self-knowledge, but... uh. I'm no alcoholic. I mean, the personality defects of others could be cured maybe with a loan. We all know that isn't true. Some were club-minded, but it was just a question of taking care of the lonely heart. We see those all the time today in our meetings, don't we? People that are meeting makers, the whole concept, meeting makers make it. That is false. People that live out the steps in their lives make it. People that follow these traditions make it. People that really focus on 10, 11, 12 and living this program, dropping the numbers off of those steps and just living this way of life, they make it. But meeting makers, they get great fellowship and make good friends, but it won't necessarily keep them sober. Hmm. Sometimes the swarming applicants would go for all three floors. I'm going to do it all. Some would start at the top and come through to the bottom becoming club members. Others started in the club, pitched a binge, were hospitalized, then graduated to education on the third floor. It was a beehive of activity, all right, but unlike a beehive, it was confusion compounded. It just got worse. Compounded just means the confusion just kept getting worse. An AA group as such simply couldn't handle this sort of project. All too late, that was discovered. They were forewarned, but they had to learn it for themselves. Trial and error discovered. Then came the inevitable explosion. Something like that day the boiler burst in Wombly's Clappered Factory. What? I have no idea. But I think we get the idea that like a pressure cooker went bam, right? It just couldn't handle it anymore. A chill choke damp, which is an atmosphere in a mine. Choke damp is a cold, damp mind, you know, where you're afraid of something really bad is about to happen. A chill, choke damp of fear and frustration fell over the group. When that lifted, a wonderful thing happened. Trial and error led to discovery, and it became good. When that lifted, a wonderful thing had happened. 
The head promoter wrote the foundation office. He said he wished he'd paid some attention to AA experience. <laughs> and I just laugh at that because how reluctant we are, how pride and egoism prevent us from hearing the experience, strength, and hope on just about any level when we're new to this program. Goes on. Then he did something else that was to become an AA classic. It all went on a little card about golf score size. The card read Middleton Group, number one, meaning the first group in Middleton. Rule number 62. Once the card was unfolded, a single pungent, meaning a strong, strong sentence, leaped to the eye. Don't take yourself too damn seriously. Yes, I love it. And what they're trying to say by that is all your big ideas and all the group, you know, don't buy into that so much. You may have good ideas. You, it may be true. Who knows? The more we can humble ourselves and move towards the group as it is, the more influence we're going to have. The more we get humility, the better we'll have the ability to be influential in a positive way. Trial and error will take its course. It'll lead to discovery. And through discovery, we get smarter and wiser. It's, it's really a great thing. And it says it's a perfect plan in here for a group. Thus it was that under Tradition 4, an AA group had exercised its right to be wrong. And it's not that they were wrong ethically. It's not that they were wrong morally. It's not that they were inadequately financed. It was none of those things. It wasn't spiritually fit. It wasn't spiritually sound. It didn't match the idea of the creator, the master, the universal spirit, right? The creative consciousness, the higher power, the God of your understanding. It didn't match that. What would the master do? They were forced to ask themselves in tradition number three, and that quieted the whole thing. Same thing here. Hmm. Thus it was that under tradition four, an AA group had exercised its right to be wrong. Moreover, it had performed a great service for Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Because they went through the exercise. They paid the price financially in time in mentality, emotionally, and spiritually. They paid the price because it had been humbly willing to apply the lessons it learned. It had picked itself up with a laugh and gone on to better things. At Rule 62, don't take yourself too damn seriously. Gone on to better things. Even the chief architect standing in the ruins of his dream could laugh at himself. And that was the very acme of humility. So trial and error, right? We get in here, does it work? Does it work? That's the key question. Not like and don't like, true and false, right and wrong. I tell you what, I can spend a lot of time on that frame of mind I can spend a lot of time entertaining myself with my own thoughts, my own opinions, sometimes foolishly expressing them as self-righteousness and absolutely sure about what I'm saying and do what I say or your stupid kind of an approach. I know I'm not alone in that. <laughs> and the benefit is lost other than I will probably find myself restless, irritable, and discontented. I almost surely will find myself with resentments because I can't wrestle out of the world the way it ought to be. I will find myself that actor and how it works. I will find myself the frustrated person that I do not want to be. I'll find myself spending a lot more time on things that do not make me feel good, that do not help me achieve my goals, that aren't objectively based, that leave me in conflict with other people and ruin my own mental health, as opposed to the serenity happy, joyful, and free life promised by recovery. 
And that's in some ways the test, right? So when we think about tradition four, think about, and a, and a great discussion around tradition four that can be funny is when you came to AA, what are two things that you thought you needed to immediately change? I think many of us had that thought. When you came to AA, what did you think was stupid, ridiculous? What things did you say you were, no, you're not going to do it, not going to do it, this is absurd. Well, what did you think that you could do? You just have so much acumen in some particular space, like, you know, marketing, you've been real successful in sales or something, and you're, you're going to go out and get this whole thing right. What was it? And I think that discussion will be not only fun, but it'll help people just relax and not take themselves so seriously. I know when I first got to AA, I had those thoughts. I can remember being in a meeting and getting angry at the group because they were laughing and having a good time. And I chimed up and said, hey, this is a serious matter for me. It is life and death. And in doing that, I'm just choosing to live in the problem, right? I'm just choosing to live in the sickness, in the disease of alcoholism, instead of living the life that AA promises as the people in the room were. And I didn't like it. I wanted to change it. And there's been other things that go on in just regular stuff. So our groups govern themselves. Our groups govern themselves. And this ties together one, two, and three really well. That unity and our common welfare must come first, right? That God will speak to us through open, objective discussions as best we can put them together. That anyone's allowed in that discussion that declares themselves in that discussion, a member of AA, and that in this process, we will create independent groups so long as we do not touch the program of recovery, the program of action known as Alcoholics Anonymous. We leave that be and stick to it as honestly as we can. We are free to do what we want. I hope you guys have a great discussion.